How are we doing? It is episode 48 of Franco's World, and boy, oh boy, is it a special one today. You click the right one, you click the right one. Today's special episode features a dear friend of mine and our first guest, Mr. Matt Caridi. Matt is a good friend of mine, like I said. Uh, we worked together on a comedy show in college. I guess you'd call him my comedy partner. If you want to, it was like a poor man's, uh, I don't know. It was like a poor man's weekend update, except we didn't do setup punchline. It was on Twitch. It's called live at eight. You can watch old episodes on YouTube, I guess, called uh, Matt's YouTube channel, Matt Caridi, C-A-R-I-D-I, a good all around guy. And I am excited to bring you today's program. Matt, how are we doing? I'm terrific, Frank. I'm terrific. I'm I'm glad that you plugged our old dead show. <laughs> <laughs> it was a great show, man. I mean, oh, what could have been? You know, there's 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 rumor mills spinning that maybe we cut it off too early. I don't know. That's not me saying it. I'm just I'm just hearing these things. I think the rumors were true, frankly. As I mm-hmm. as I've lamented many times, it should have went on for more than nine episodes. <laughs> And there might have been an unaired episode that maybe we didn't like because it wasn't very good. I don't know. Uh, it was so bad that I deleted all trace of it, and I never looked at it again. <laughs> we burned it, the footage. It, so bad, no more. it left an emotional scar on me that took at least 18 months for me to get over. 18 months? My God, that's a deep wound. I'm a very months. sensitive man, Frank. <laughs> I mean, you and me, same corporation, different division. We're very similar. That's why we're both really good friends. We're also complete and total narcissists, and that's okay. 100%. 100%. Now, you being one year older than I, you understand mm-hmm. things at a different level. Different level well, of thinking. Yeah. I, I, I try to, Frank. I try to. I know you've been asking me questions because I am the king. I'm the king yeah. at something that didn't exist a couple years ago. Yeah. I am the the god. I am the guru. I am the talk lord. Yeah, you're the top of TikTok. You're the number one talker in the city of Parkersburg. Uh, actually, I'm not, dude. I'm not. There's, there are others talking uh, in Parkersburg? Yeah, there's others. I mean, like, there's girls that are like, way more better looking than I am that probably have more followers than I do on that. But there's also this one kid I went to uh, high school with that has like, I think he's close to a million, bro. And which is funny because like he didn't really talk a lot whenever we we were uh, in school. Like he didn't really say a lot of words and I don't know how he showed up on my, uh, well, I guess I know why he showed up on my suggested page because we're in the same general area right now. And I was mm-hmm. like, holy moly, like this kid is popping off. And uh, so I guess good for him. He says he's a comedian, but I've never seen him hit a mic in, in, in my life. So maybe he does that on the low. I don't know. He's very interesting, Frank. So you're not even the top talker in Parkersburg. I, I don't know if I should come to you for information then. Maybe I should go to him. No, I'm the, top the top talker. I'm the top talker in my, uh, in my house, at least. <laughs> Your mom is doesn't have a bigger talk following than you? No, no. Mother Teresa has has zero talk following. My sister's trying to get on talk, like I said last week. She is asking me all different types of questions because, you know, I've reached the pinnacle of, of talk success. I mean, I hit I could have been the biggest jerk in the world, Matt. I am like I could have been like, 
I had a hit record. I, I went double platinum. I had a million views on one video that was 20 seconds long that I shot my car in the woods of West Virginia. Yeah, you, you hit it big. You basically, you played the stock market and you won a million dollars. Essentially. Essentially, a million views on, on TikTok definitely equates uh, one million dollars in real world money. But you need to get on the app, Matt. I'm preaching it to you, buddy. You need to get on the app. I feel like I'm a 35-year-old man, Frank. Even though there's one year separation between us, I look at TikTok and I don't, I don't put my nose down on it. I don't understand it. It, it, it scares me because you have all these indoor cats, like this kid that's bigger than you in Parkersburg, who's yeah. making it big on talk, who didn't talk to people, and now he's a talk star. I don't get it, Frank. I don't get well, it. I mean, you see these people, bro. Here's the deal. These, these, these people that are big, and I'm not using this guy as an example anymore. These okay. people that are big. Don't, don't plug them. Don't plug them. <laughs> no, no, no free ads. Are you coming? I mean, I don't really know. I'm sure he's a nice kid, but uh, like the people I've seen a couple of these people that are like bigger on this app. And whenever they get on podcasts with people or they have to do actual stand up, I've seen a couple of these kids say they're comedians and let, like that were bigger, bigger on vine and, and bigger on uh, YouTube and stuff like that. And then they have to try to do stand up, and they're not used to getting an actual reaction from people instantly. They're like shaking and nervous and they don't know what's going on. And I laugh my head off in my parents' uh, living room. Because you got weird kids. Weird kids are good at TikTok. That's what it seems well, they like. Don't weird have, they, don't have to, they don't have to talk. It's all a monologue, bro. Well, naturally. Yeah, they're, hey, man, it's very easy to talk to a phone. It's not easy to talk to people. Um, mm -hmm. So maybe that's why you haven't. Maybe that's the decline that you've seen on TikTok for your own content. It's because you actually have a personality. You actually <laughs> can talk. You're, you're an actual human being. Maybe that's why I mean, you can't succeed at TikTok. Right, because the app is for dorks. I mean, you should see the people that are popping off on this thing, the, the super big people. The super big people. They're bozos. So, I mean, basically, Matt, here's, here's my advice to you. Act like your life has been the worst thing in history. Get the pity play. Uh, dress right. goofy and then make your hair look like you just don't care at all. Okay? And then say something... I don't know, say something bland and something that's been rehashed 50 different ways and then watch the yeah. numbers score high as an eagle. That sounds pretty easy, Frank, because uh, I haven't been outside in three weeks, so okay. I think I looked hard already. <laughs> yeah, I, I, think, mean, uh, I mean, as the more transparent you are skin tone-wise, the less melanin you have, I think the more followers you get. You could describe me as pearlescent. If I go out into the sun and you look straight at me, you're, you're mm -hmm. going to hurt yeah, I mean, I can see through. I can see arteries. I can see veins. It's like a seventy-five watt light bulb, Matt. Correct. Correct. LED. LED. LED, baby. I mean, I like I've been preaching. You got to get on the talk. You don't understand it. I'm trying to help you out. And ba oh, 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 paint your nails. Paint your nails. I forgot you got to paint your nails. Well, I'm gonna have to get some acrylic paint then. <laughs> Last week we I talked about. Because I'm a total narcissist, I talked about my, my myself the whole time. I, me, my. It was my birthday, so it was my special episode. You didn't understand one story that I told. Correct. So you got in an argument with an old lady, and I thought you were I thought you were lying about that. 
There were a lot of parts of that story that I, I called into question. I was listening to that episode last night over, over dinner, and I mm-hmm. thought, okay, so Frank pulls into a parking lot, and correct me if I'm wrong about any of these details, you pull into the parking lot, and then you hear, because your windows are down, and the couple, the old couple in the car next to you's windows are down, the woman says to her husband, he didn't need to park next to us, right? You caused no, a conundrum there. The, the windows were up. The windows were up, but she was outside of the vehicle. She was to the left of oh, me, and she was walking right by the window. And I heard it through the window. So you were carrying this aggressive birthday energy. You heard this woman criticize. And then you opened the door and said, what'd you say? <laughs> I didn't say what'd you say. Her husband found you to be so little of a threat. He didn't say anything. He knew his wife could handle it. Where did the husband come into play? I was under the impression there was a husband. I mean, yeah, he was probably like an ex-Philly Union guy. So, I mean, he could have killed me with one punch. But, I mean, like, he, he, and he, was a, he wasn't even a blip on my radar, okay? I, I was seeing red. I had tunnel vision. It was my birthday. You can't tell me anything. I pull into the Weiss parking lot, and this woman walks next to me, and she says, does this guy really have to park next to us? And I opened the door, and I looked at her in her eyeballs, and I said, yeah, I did. And then she gave me that uh, white person smile with no teeth. She gave you the smile that you give in a in a kind of like a walking trail. You pass someone on a walking trail. You don't know if to say hi. You don't know if you should shake your head. And you give them that smile, that toothless smile. <laughs> the toothless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just picture like the mm sound. That's that's what it was. I'm all too familiar. And tell me, Frank, you you went to the grocery store to to get what? Okay. I got myself a birthday cake. I don't think it's that weird. It was, uh, it was a blank cookie cake. Make sure there was no food coloring icing type deal on it because I'm allergic to certain color dyes. And <laughs> I enjoyed it with my roommates. <laughs> Who were your roommates? They were my roommates. My roommates were Mr. Uh, Max and Mr. Robert. Oh, okay. I thought you meant your parents. No. What? <laughs> Why would you think my parents? I've literally only been here since Corona. Well, I don't know, Franklin. I don't know. I thought, we, yeah, there, okay, so I introduced you as my friend and you don't even know anything about my life. Well, clearly I don't because for you to get your own cookie cake and the fact that you're allergic to certain dyes, I don't think I know you at all, Frank. That's not true. That's not true. Blue, purple, sometimes green. Can't have. Which, so when, when did you, how did you realize you were allergic to food dyes? Oh, when I kept drinking blue Gatorade and kept getting sick, I think I figured it out. What happens when you when you drink the? What happens? I said I get sick. I'm not going to go into detail about what happens. I get sick. Does it come out of the front or the back? That's all no, I want to know. We don't talk about that, Matt. We don't talk about that. <laughs> Good God! Yeah, you eat cookie cake by yourself, but you got to make sure you don't eat purple dye. Yeah, I mean, I'd be dead if I if I eat if I eat blue velvet cake as opposed to red velvet cake. Dead. I don't think that's a thing. No, it is a thing because I ate it and I got sick. You ate a blue velvet cake. Yeah, my mom made blue velvet cake one time. I feel like that's not a crazy thing. Franklin, <laughs> that's definitely not a thing. Just like Dude. buying your own cake for your birthday. Buying your own cake isn't a thing. What do no. adults? 
do when they're uh, single in a, by themselves? Obviously, they're going to buy themselves a cake. In fairness, yeah, no, I just don't eat a cake when I spend my birthdays alone looking at my television and my one house plant. I mean, maybe I should take a, a page from your book and start buying a cookie cake for myself. Buy yourself a cookie cake and make yourself feel better. It's your special day. I'll be sure to put some dye on it, though, because I can eat it. <laughs> oh, my gosh, bro. And I, my family, like, they've known this for decades, and they still will get things with dye in it, and it makes me so mad. Every year, my niece's birthday, I flew all the way to Spain for my niece's birthday in Madrid, okay? And the cake was purple. <laughs> I think they're just messing with you, Frank. I think your Every mom year, and your... I, mean, I, I understand. I understand she's a kid, and you gotta give her what she wants on her birthday, but can you not get, like, a, a, a fake little side cake for me? You know? Uh, just chocolate. Vanilla vanilla breading, or whatever you call it, the cake part. Chocolate icing. Boom. Yeah, you're, you're a simple man. You're a standard man. I'm telling you, man, that blue velvet cake, your mom doesn't like you. Your mom is trying to make you sick because that's not a real thing. <laughs> I promise you that's a real thing, dude. I will even I'll even tweet it out. I'll tweet it to you after the show. Please do. Please do. And Set up a poll. That'll be, that'll that'll be like a real uh, mom messing with him. That'll be the uh lead in to get people to listen to the show. It's like, hey, is blue velvet cake real or not? Uh, that's the type of show. thing in our original program, Frank. <laughs> Yeah, where Matt Matt delivered the news, and he he pulled news off of Reddit, and it was unique uh, stories and whatnot. And there's times in history that are unique, and I would be the goofball to his right. And then our friend Mr. Adam was an excellent producer and learned how to work all the equipment very quickly. Yes, yeah, and you can imagine how long it took me to teach some interns how to use that equipment. Ooh, that's aside. Oh, that's aside the point. But Matt also has, for for those wondering, uh, and I'm sure you're waiting with bated breath, Matt has mm. a very, very deep interest into just the worst TV of all time. Correct. Correct. There are a few shows, Franklin, uh, that have no right to be seen by anyone that I have seen every episode of. Now, I mean, we had talked you- about Frank. I know, I know we talked about it, and I don't know all the names to all the shows, so you're going to have to help me out. I'm sorry, I'm stupid. That's okay. There are certain programs on the CW channel, Franklin, previously the WB Network, as well as uh, Freeform, previously ABC Family. Right. Shows not unlike Pretty Little Liars, like okay. Supernatural. Uh, shows that are meant for 13-year-old girls that I, in my adulthood, have taken to. And watched, again, every episode of, if not two times. What is Supernatural? I mean, Pretty Little Liars. So they have the they have that person who's gossiping about their lives and, and send them a mean text message. That would be A. Yes, that's the bad guy. A? Just A? There's a name to A? Uh, yes. They get texts, and then at the end, it's, it's signed by A. Capital okay. A. Uh-huh. You can't do a reverse phone lookup and figure out that number. I would have cracked that see. I would have cracked that show within the first two episodes of the season. I think they would need the FBI to do that for them, and they do not have that. Uh, 
I mean, they get it. You know, they get the FBI. Okay, so Supernatural. I don't open the door to demons and spirits, so I will never watch a show called Supernatural. But I'm assuming it's about demons and spirits. Uh, correct. Correct. Most of the time, yes. What are they, are they vampire hunters? Help me out here, Matt. Oh, I'm sorry, Frank. I I, I could go in depth, Franklin. They hunt <laughs> monsters. They're these two brothers, these two large adult sons who originally got together to find their dad, who was the OG hunter, right? And <laughs> they had to hunt ghosts and uh, Wendigos and um, other types of monsters. Eventually, they come into play with demons and angels. They befriend uh, God himself. Um, okay. Get this, get this show out. This is just the worst. Let me tell you, Frank, they've been going for 15 seasons. This is their final season. They've been going, Frank, going? since 2005. Frank, since 2005, they've been hunting monsters and demons. Correct. I'll tell you this. It was originally supposed to go five seasons, and then the original show creator deuced out. Those five seasons are gold. I would not speak ill of those five seasons. That is as good as TV can get in a pulpy, crappy way. You know what I mean? You're really into this show, aren't you? I, again, I could literally talk for three hours about it and not hesitate. But once you got after season five, Frank, that's when they started to... <laughs> season six was... Ugh. Season seven was like, okay, there's hope. And then by the time season eight rolled around, holy cow, that's a poo-poo show. And now they're on 15. So they've, but they've doubled their... To it now and you have to watch it. What's that? You're just addicted to it now and you have to watch? Absolutely. It's ter- I mean, it's become a parody of itself, but that's that goes to show that a, an audience, if it's big enough and if it's passionate enough, they can make bad television for as long as the actors are willing to do it. Yeah. I mean, and they want that check, son. They want to stay in the uh, Actors Guild and Union and stuff like that, get those benefits. I understand. And I think that's exactly why they've stuck around. I also think because those actors, they've found their niche and they make a lot of money, I would think. And uh, why would you want to leave? But it's it's a show that, like Pretty Little Liars, you would do a great three-episode stint and then be killed and then forgotten completely. And then I don't wrap think up, I would be forgotten. I wouldn't be forgotten. In Okay, so let me tell you this. Okay, in Supernatural, this is your character arc. This is what would happen. You're a teenager hanging out with other teens in the forest, okay? Right. You have, like, the strong, tough guy... You've got three girls, and then the, you you got you. You are clearly the B to this A guy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but like, what am I? What's my background? There's no background. You're wearing a flannel shirt. You're hanging out with people in the forest around a campfire. A sound I don't know, is heard. A name? I mean, they might call you Richie or something, but it doesn't matter. Your name does not matter. You're going to be dead before the first commercial break. <laughs> okay? Are you kidding me? No, you're wrong. Absolutely not. Supernatural, you would not last to the first commercial break. But Pretty Little Liars, I would last three episodes. Here's what would happen, Franklin. Here's what would happen. Someone would like uh, be like, oh, Frank's a wiener. Uh, Frank's a weenie. And you're like, I'm not a weenie. I'm not a weenie. Like, I'm leaving. Like, you would storm off in a huff because they made fun of you for being a weenie. And then they'd hear a scream, Franklin, and it would be your scream. And then they'd find (laughs) you up on a tree with your throat cut. Oh, my gosh. The intro. If you watch Supernatural, you'd know they have this big intro, and that's what would happen. Uh, and then the guys would look at your body in the. Uh, they, they pretend to be FBI agents. That's how they get in and do their their investigations, right? They would find you. 
you would you you wouldn't have your glasses on. You would still be wearing the flannel. Maybe they'd see you in the forest and they'd go like, "Yep, that was a demon, one hundred percent a demon." Or like, "That was a something something." And then they'd have to find out. They'd have to kill the creature. But yeah, no, I mean you're you're cannon fodder. Oh my god! I like my Pretty Little Even Liar story better. And you would just be some dork on Pretty Little Liars that gets his books knocked out of his hand and sees me talking to the girl you like, and then it turns out you were the one that killed me. Are you saying that you're the tough guy in Pretty Little Liars? Is that what you're No, you're I'm not the tough guy. I'm not the tough guy, but I am the funny guy. I'm the nice guy. I'm the guy. Yeah. Okay, so let me think. Let me think. So in okay. the crew, there's the jock in the classic high school. Are they in high school? I mean, they're 29, but yeah, they're in high school. Okay, yeah. They got crow's feet and they're in high school. That makes sense. And Correct. I, I'm going to... Mm, I'm like I'm like the quirky. So basically, we go to the mall. We go to the food court, and I'm the guy who's like sticking fries in his fries mouth. Fries. Like followers. What are you saying? <laughs> I was gonna say no one's going to the food court, okay? Because this this is still uh, mid two thousands, mid twenty tens. Oh, people went to the food court in mid two thousands in my hometown. They hang out. They hang out at their cafe. They have a coffee shop that they hang out with Franklin. But please continue oh, on with this that. This elitist cafe. Oh, we're going to have a, an elitist espresso shop. Come on, bro. No, look at look at how these girls dress, Franklin. It's all elitist, absolutely. So they're at the cafe. Okay, how do you play into that? I'm the goofball. I order fries and I stick them in my mouth like a walrus. <laughs> You can get you could get fries at the cafe. Okay, I can get so you're, fries you're at the cafe. right. So you're like the kid brother to one of the main character's friends. So there, there's the there's the crew of four or five, and they've got friends individually, and you're the brother to one of those friends. So you're a tertiary character meant for death. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. that's what you're painting a picture of, right? So supernatural. What's that? You killed me. Who killed me? I killed you? You killed me. You killed me. <laughs> no, 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 Frank. The the main bad guy known as A, who we don't figure out till the end of the season killed you. Allegedly. You, you would have a three-episode arc. It would be better than in Supernatural. You would last one break in Supernatural. You would last three episodes in this. Just long enough for one of the main characters... To feel something for you. It's not love because you're a kid brother. It would be something more akin to like uh, uh, like a camaraderie. Like you're into her, but she's not into you. It's a little brother type of uh, relationship, right? Ooh. So we're not macking the on each odd- other? Well, you're trying to mack on her, but she doesn't feel that way about you. Because again, she's a sophomore in high school. And she's dating a 25-year-old teacher. And you are probably like a freshman, but you might be really in the You're dating a 25-year-old? I think he's older than that. Yeah, no, the main character, Aria, she dates her professor, her teacher, her English teacher. Yeah, dude, okay. come on. This is dude, three, four minutes. What is this show, bro? How did this make air? This is, this is pure ABC family, Frank. This is what teenage girls craved in the mid-2010s. 2014, this is what they wanted. I mean, I guess so, but what posters did you have on your wall growing up? I certainly did not have any Pretty Little Liars posters. Again, I, I got into this show because my roommate was into this show. And I thought, this is the stupidest show ever, and then I kept watching it, and I kept watching it, and then I said, oh, jeez, I just watched the whole show. Oh, my gosh. You but anyway, to get back to your death, 
Franklin, to get back to your death. You would have been basically uh, uh, made to be likable. And just as, as quick as the audience started to like you a little bit, that was when you would be killed, right? On the Halloween train. On the Halloween uh, party, right. Second portion of the episode, right after the first break, they would find you in the icebox uh, where all the Fantas are hid. And then the main girls would come up, they take their masks off, reaction shot, Frank with his uh, throat slit, and then that's the last they see of you. you yeah, you're here's the deal, there, Here's the deal. It was a Halloween special, so it was a haunted hayride at like a big mansion near uh, uh, that was also like a, at a cornfield somehow. And mm-hmm. you snuck onto this thing because you work at the cornfield because you're a dork. Yeah. And then you killed me. <laughs> I might, I might kill you in that, in that situation. Yes, I would be an yeah, agent of the I actual. The girl you like, there it is, and then you play. I got my mind set on you as you're driving away. I actually like this, Frank. I might watch that. You should have written I mean, for for the show. I'm a great uh, sitcom writer, or what? That's not a sitcom. I'm a great show writer. You didn't answer That's the question. What posters <laughs> did you have on your wall as a kid? I didn't have posters when I was a kid, but I can tell you, in college, I had the Kramer portrait. I had a okay. Casablanca poster. I had uh, a Last of Us, the video game poster. And I had a Bioshock Infinite poster. I was a nerd, Franklin, kind of like what you just described. I mean, that's the least surprising thing I've ever heard of in my life. But I had, yeah. I'm looking at it right now. Uh, I still have one poster. I still have like three or four posters up. And one of them was uh, the cover of the movie We Are Marshall, like full size that you would see at like. Uh, like a marquee cinemas, like the outside on the wall saying like now playing. And it's just got mm-hmm. Matthew McConaughey's face just right in the middle of it. And I think that's why I like him so much. You like McConaughey because of the poster? I like McConaughey because he'd made that movie in West Virginia and he seemed to enjoy his time. And uh, that movie came out when I was at the age where I could start to figure out things. And I was like, this guy seems pretty cool. So you're a fan of Marshall? I mean, I grew up a Marshall fan. I mean, my room has Marshall stuff. I'm, I'm, I'm looking at a Marshall rug right now, and I got we are Mar, we are Marshall uh, signs and Marshall fans only parking. Yeah, I, okay, I grew up a Marshall fan. I had no idea, Frank. Yeah. I mean, I like West Virginia. I'm just saying, like when I was in high school, uh, you bleed, you bleed. Kind of, when you when you pick sides when you're in high school, it was Marshall for me. Well, that and the blue dye, I'm learning a lot about you, frankly. Well, I mean, I'm a contrarian at heart, so it's like I don't mean to be. It's just like when something is popular, I like to do the opposite because I like to do my own thing. When everybody zigs, I zag. You're a zagger. I'm a zagger. (laughs) There it is. (laughs) Who can't eat blue dye and buys his own cake. Right, and yells at old women at the... yeah, at the Weiss, at the Weiss uh, grocery store. But I'll tell you one thing in particular. Uh, when girls are newly single, Mateus, uh, they tweet Ooh. more than a sports analyst on NFL draft night. I like that, Frank. That was a good transition, too. It's, it's the truth. You can mark down to the hour of when a girl is broken up with. Oh, yeah, because the they tweets start- are flying. Uh-huh. And they tweet recklessly. There's not oh, a lot yeah. of thought that goes into it, Frank. And they're always going out, and they're always showing off the new. I mean, they're they're just showing off new, uh, like what skills they can bring to the team. It's like, hey, look, what look at here, I can do this. I'm funny. They've been they've been developing those skills during the previous relationship, 
and then you're basically you're you're giving them the opportunity to go ahead and fly. That's what it is. But you know, they're tweeting with their with their hearts, Franklin, not their minds. They're tweeting recklessly. Their hearts are broken, man. Their hearts are broken. So they're tweeting dumb stuff like, "Just got free Slurpees at Seven <laughs> Eleven." I think this happens for guys too, Frank. I think this happens for guys too. Yeah, except guys' tweets are more dumb. It's like guys' tweets whenever they're newly single will be like talking about like how awesome the night with the boys was and how like and how like how great they're doing like just PR'd my workout like life is hashtag life is good. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of bragging. Understand. There's a lot of on both sides. Yeah, everybody's braggadocious, and I don't understand why we've gotten so caught up in the fact in the modern era that everybody thinks their opinions are important. And some of us aren't meant to be this or that. The world needs farmers. <laughs> need, need what? The world needs farmers. The world needs, you know, the world needs managers at Lowe's. And I worked at Lowe's, and that's a good job. So I'm just saying the world needs those type of things. The world doesn't always need these artsy people. They need pilots. They need people to cut down trees. Mm-hmm. They need mm-hmm. telephone line layers. Those who yep. line up telephone. I agree, Frank. Yeah, linemen. I think that with Twitter, Frank, everybody needs or they feel the need to be vocal about their opinions. Right. I think, Frank, most people's opinions ought to be kept to themselves. <laughs> Not everyone's opinion was made to be heard. They're correct, though. Correct, though, Frank. And I'm right I about think you're a, That's why I tweet all the time. Yeah, you're a crucial opinion, Frank. Oh, yeah. As, when, as when, the, when tragedy strikes, when panic ensues, who's everybody mm-hmm. running to the computer and the phone to look at? Me. Uh-huh. You deserve to be listened to on Twitter. You're one of the lucky few with the hot takes we crave. You're the previous number one talker in the city of Parkersburg. We need to know what you think. I mean, I've only been back for a couple months. Or when did Corona start? Yeah, a couple months maybe. Yeah, it's been a couple months. It's been about six weeks. Listen. Okay. I I, I have the best takes on the internet. Mm -hmm. Simple as. And everyone should go follow me at Franco's World underscore. Couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. You've been you've been on one recently. You've been kind of really since your birthday, I think. You've yeah, I mean, I tweet, good- I'm in the right mindset. I'm in a good mindset. Except this morning when I woke up, I had a literal panic attack when I woke up. You had a panic attack. Yeah, I mean, I woke up in a frenzy. I don't know why. I had a good dream. Two nights ago, I had a bad dream because I ate cookies before I went to bed, and I can't have sugar before I go to bed because I know that's a dangerous dance I'm doing. And if you dance, you got to pay the fiddler. And I had a bad nightmare. There's a lot to unpack there, Frank. So you had a bad dream and you woke up fine. You had a good dream and you woke up panicked. Essentially, yeah. And Seinfeld was on the TV when I woke up this morning. So that's like a a beacon of hope and it still didn't work. I was freaking out. What are you drawing from this experience? I don't know. I I had a good night. I wrote before I went to sleep. I I listened to some some good orchestral jazz tunes. Um, I, I really don't know. I really don't know. Drank a glass of water. I don't know. Yeah, your self-care routine was on point. You should have woken up feeling refreshed. I oh, did, dear no. Frank. I did. We no. need to. We need. To, we need to start analyzing your brain. 
I don't know if we can you know, find. I would, I would do that sleep study. Those sleep studies scare me. I don't. I couldn't sleep if somebody's just standing there watching me in another room. Is that what that? Yeah, I've always wondered that. If there's a sleep study, are there people watching you the whole time? Is that what that is? Well, Matt, you and I are also addicted to movies from like the '50s, and so like people in white coats would be just staring at you from the other side of like yeah. a glass, and you would just have tubes and wires on you. Yeah, with clipboards. And there would be big, a lot of horned rim glasses. Yeah, yeah, it'd be like a laboratory situation. And then they got you like in a little, like in a little skimpy sort of a robey thing. Mm -hmm. And they, you sleep, but you can't sleep, and you're you're just like awake, and they're yelling at you to go to sleep. That's kind of what I envision. Of course, none of that can happen during Corona. But then the, the the problem is, is like they'll diagnose you with like a sleep disorder, but it, you just couldn't sleep because they were watching you. So now it's in your head. You have this sleep disorder and the cycle continues. <laughs> it doesn't sound like it would be good for you, Frank. This doesn't sound like a productive thing. <laughs> no. Are you have you found a hobby during quarantine? I've been reading, Frank. It's not very interesting, but uh, I tried playing Xbox as I normally would, like a drug addict, for eight hours at a time, and you can imagine that doesn't make you feel very good. No, it's not very fulfilling. So I've been reading, I've been taking walks, I've been living the life that I should have always been living, which is the life of a 72-year-old man uh, whose wife passed away three years ago, and he's starting oh. to figure out again by himself. So that's what I've been doing. Yeah, I've been, I've been made, doing that. You were made to become old. I mean, I, I have been a grandpa since I was 13. Yeah. We were playing flashlight tag, I remember, and I, I stopped at one point when I was a kid and just thought, like, what the heck am I doing? This isn't fun. I, I want to go inside. I'm a house cat, Frank. <laughs> I'm a house cat. So I'm yeah. actually doing very well with Corona. Yeah, I mean, I'm getting a lot. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm much sharper. I'm able to think of uh, unique ideas and... and, and because I like to compare and contrast, and I like to, um, I don't know, I, I just have a lot of questions, so I like to find the ironies in life, and I'm, like, thinking more clearly now that I have this time. Yeah, there's no stress. You, you're really just figuring out who you are. Certainly as a 24-year-old now, you need to kind of think about, who am I? Now is the time to figure it out, Frank. Gosh. I just have to go on, like, some existential journey. Yeah, and maybe at that point the panic attacks will stop. Maybe maybe you shouldn't watch Seinfeld. Maybe maybe something's getting in your head, Frank. I don't well, know. Well, no, I had it on TBS, and then I woke up and Seinfeld was on. I see. I see. I see. Well, how, how have you been dealing with corona? I mean, I mean you're not really working hard. What's that? I mean, you're, you're not working per se, right? No, just one you, day you a week. I mean, one day a week, and... Uh, um doing my internet ads and other than that it's like i mean you, there's not really much you can do it sucks and i was about to get i had a couple of interviews for positions and i was you know things were looking good for one and then the rug just gets pulled out from under you and you know it's tough so now i'm like rehashing the game plan i'm reworking all these cover letters and resumes and trying to figure out which reference would sound better for this job and which reference sounds better for that job and it just sucks. And I'm trying to learn new strategies on how to infiltrate the resume thing that all the HR people use whenever they do those, like, you know, job posting and stuff like that. Like, which buzzwords to hit to, like, crack the code. Mm -hmm. 
That's not fun stuff, but that's stuff you got to do. As a burgeoning, burgeoning adult, emerging adult. Yeah. Yeah, you got to make yourself look good on paper. Plus, you're, yeah, you're in a tough spot. We've talked about it. You're in a tough spot. You were just starting to kind of get out there. You were going to figure out how to get a job in something that you relatively liked. But more than that, just so you could be in a city to, to do mics and stuff. Yeah. And then, like everybody else, you had to go home. You had to go back to your parents' house. Yeah, it's definitely not a fun... I mean, like, wow, this is probably the most realist, real thing we've ever talked about on the show. But it's definitely, like, nothing... I mean, I hint at it. Like, it's not the life that I had pictured I would be having at 24 years of age. But it mm-hmm. is my life, and I'm trying to make the most of it. I respect that. Um, expectations are a killer, Frank. You really need to lower your expectations to zero. Take, take any preconceived notion of what you thought your life was going to be and throw it away. Put it somewhere else. Maybe dig a hole outside your, your house and then bury it. Because I'll tell you what, you can be a lot happier if you if you have no expectations. <laughs> Dude, that's a, that's a, probably the most uh, wise advice slash realistic thing I've ever heard. Just throw away all expectations. Anything you hope to do is a lie, okay? I don't want to throw a cliche at you, but it's a it's a saying that happiness is life minus expectations. Well, I guess whenever you, I mean, I do have these higher goals and medium goals and lower goals and long-term and short-term. And I I like to set goals for myself, but maybe the problem with having these goals is that it creates a ceiling, a a subconscious ceiling, you know, and, well, you know. it, it, It makes you want to achieve something, and if you don't achieve it, you feel like crap, which I actually think is a healthy thing. But the the trick is to create goals that are manageable. And that you can actually attain and that, you know, you, you don't set the bar too high. Because if your expectation at 24 was to be killing it on mics no. in New York City, right? I don't know if that was you, but I mean, that's, at that's 24, a tough I thought I, my goal was to, by 2021, have some sort of notoriety uh, on, on a scene somewhere. Like, people would be like, oh, yeah, that's, that's Frank. Like, just be known for, like, where I'm at. Not necessarily, like, broad reach, because that's a, a crazy goal to have, but to, like, make some connections with bigger people at, by 2021, and now that's probably not going to happen. Mm, I would say it's probably not going to happen, especially since you're not even the best talker in, in Parkersburg exactly. anymore. And, and if you're not the best talker in the fourth biggest town in a state that's dead last and everything then you might want to think about trying to do something else. <laughs> hey, here's the thing, Frank. You're one talk away from getting back to that to that precipice. Oh You're one I talk away one. from... Being, I had one, man. You just got to crack the code. Yeah, once you crack the code, you're in. You just got to figure out the algorithm. Yeah, I, uh, I guess so. But uh, anything else you would like to quickly talk about before we close the show up, Matt? Not particularly, Frank, except for the fact that you hate me and came to my city of residence and didn't say a word to me. That's not, I mean, listen, that's just how our friendship works, okay? We both didn't want to bother each other, and that's just what it is. You were in my city, and I and I saw you in the city on Snapchat, and in fairness, it's true. I was like, eh, Frank's here, but if he wanted to see me, he'd say something. 
And I thought you were only here for like 12 hours. I knew you were going overseas to visit uh, Wuhan. And, and I was like, uh, you yep. know what? I won't bother him. Uh, and then it turns out you were here for three days and didn't say a word to me. I wasn't there for three days. Okay, so I got there. I got there that night. Uh, let's say a Thursday night. Mm-hmm. And then ate dinner at the hotel and sleep. That's it. Got up Friday. Uh, went to Walmart on the west side which was across the street from a strip club that was connected to a Halloween store, which I think is the perfect spot for a Halloween store. And I went Absolutely. to the Walmart on the west side. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I got uh, my Pepperidge from cookies. I got my Montauks that I like better than the Nantuckets because they're softer. Nobody touched, the, nobody touched the Montauks in the west side, Charlotte. No, uh, they're, they're, they're eating a lot of Takis. Takis, if you're familiar with the Takis, they got a lot of those. Takis are good. Oh. They're spicy. They are spicy, and they have, like, every flavor. But no, I don't think a lot of people are touching the Montauks. I bet you, with your sweater vest and long-sleeve polo, I think that Mm -hmm. probably you're the only guy in there eating that. Um, (laughs) You didn't get to go to the strip club and Halloween store, did you? No, I didn't get get to. I really wanted to get one of those masks with the long noses on it, the ones that, like, are at the uh, Eyes Wide Shut party, and then just sit there and watch the uh, dancers do their thing. Well, that's what I normally do. That's that's a Friday. That's maybe a casual Saturday afternoon for me. And had you gone in, you probably would have seen me in there and we could have hung out, but I guess whatever. (laughs) Next time, next time I'm in Charlotte, we'll go to the west side. We'll get yeah. we'll uh we'll go to the strip club Halloween store, yes, and we'll have a good time. And then we'll get some goldfish and uh some Montauks because I love all Pepperidge Farm products and they need to sponsor the show. That sounds like a dream, Frank. I I hope you take me up on that. Or, well, if you're ever back in the city, I love the Queen City. I love Queen City, and I love doing this episode. Matt, thank you. Very, very much for being the first ever guest on the show and making sure that I don't look like a total narcissist by only doing the show by myself. You brought in another narcissist to make you look normal. And I think it worked, Frank. I think people are off your scent. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I definitely threw them off the trail, which is why I could have been a detective in another life. I wanted to crack a case while in quarantine. I haven't picked out which one yet, but if you want a case that's unsolved, hit me up and I will solve it. I'll, I'll rust coal it. (laughs) <laughs> you know, to be totally honest, Frank, you wouldn't make it for a second as a detective. I don't think you're hard-boiled what? enough. <laughs> no, man. Gray I'm, coffee and cigarettes? Come on, brother. You you have the suspenders. You probably have the suspenders to be a detective. I think that's as far as you would go. You would look the part. But then once you saw a dead body, I don't know, Frank. If you had to fish somebody out of the, out of the river, and. I don't know if the detectives are necessarily doing the fishing. They're the ones Look. like looking for it. It's like, oh, that's a body. I'm not pull. I'm not touching the body. That's evidence. You don't touch evidence, Matt. That's Detective 101. <laughs> Maybe you should be a detective. You know these things. <laughs> exactly, bro. I've watched True Detective enough. I know how it works. Yeah, you've seen the season, so you're ready to do it. Yeah. Well, that's good. All Frank. right, that'll yeah. close it. That'll close it out. That'll close it out. Thank you all very much for listening to today's episode. As always, go to Twitter and Instagram, Franco's What underscore. Follow me on there to get all your daily comedic content. 
Go to BaseballLegendApparel.com, use promo code FRANK with a K at checkout for 10% off your final purchase. And in the meantime, you keep taking care of yourself and keep all those questions coming whenever I ask them. Because without you, there would be no show. So uh, I will see you when I see you, and I hope you have a great day.